We want to take a few minutes now to uh, look at the scriptures. Before we begin, let's pray together. Baruch atah Adonai, lehenu melech ha'alam, asher kitshenu b'mitzvotah v'tzivanu la'asok b'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about fasting, specifically how to fast well, because a good fast is an easy fast. And if you're just fasting for no good purpose, it'll be harder for you, and you'll miss the mark. Not only will it be harder physically, but spiritually it will be ineffective. The, the text I want to use is Isaiah 58, and I, I want to just remind you about something very basic about fasting. When we fast, when we do without food, we are humbling ourselves before God. And we are actually making ourselves less powerful than we normally are. On Yom Kippur, it's traditional to eat nothing and drink nothing, if you are medically healthy enough for that, and old enough for that, and not pregnant, and so forth. When we do without food and drink, we weaken ourselves, and it's for a purpose. We are saying to God, we're not sufficient ourselves. And what we need help with, we can't accomplish on our own. And so by humbling ourselves, not just spiritually, but physically, it's, it becomes an affliction in the, in the scriptures. We're saying, Lord, we need you, and we need your help, and we can't do in our own strength, what is necessary. So in order to show to you, Lord, we're not depending on our strength. We're not depending on our righteousness. We're not depending on our ability, our maturity, and so forth. We're depending on you. We fast. And in that condition, we express to the Lord with sincerity our regrets about our own sinfulness and our dependence on God's mercy. Now, Isaiah 58 is a traditional reading for Yom Kippur. And I want to read to you from the complete Jewish Bible translation. David Stern uh, translated this. And it's a slight modification of the Jewish Publication Society translation. The, the great version that was published in 1917 is held in, in great regard. But I want to read to you starting in verse 1. Shout out loud, don't hold back. Raise your voice like a shofar. Proclaim to my people what rebels they are. To the house of Yaakov their sins. Now it's worth saying that this is Isaiah who's saying this. This is not me. And this is not an anti-Semite. When you read in the Bible charges against the Jewish people that come from the prophets of Israel. It's not anti-Semitism. Do you understand this? It's important to get this right. This is not any kind of anti-Semitism. In the same way, when you read in the New Testament scriptures, 
charges against the Jewish people. It's not anti-Semitism. So if someone uses the texts in order to further anti-Semitism, they're misusing the text. The purpose of the prophetic texts is to restore and correct, to, to bring people into a right relationship by fixing the part that's wrong. So the first thing, proclaim to my people what rebels they are to the house of Yaakov, Jacob, their sins. Verse two. Oh yes, they seek me day after day and they claim to delight in knowing my ways as if they were an upright nation that had not abandoned the rulings of their God. They ask me for just rulings and claim to take pleasure in closeness to God asking then this, why should we fast if you don't see? Why mortify ourselves, Lord, if you don't notice? Here's my answer. This is the Lord's answer to that attitude. Why should we do this if we're not getting your attention? The Lord says, when you fast, you go about doing whatever you like while keeping your laborers hard at work. Your fast lead to quarreling and fighting, to lashing out with violent blows. On a day like today, fasting like yours will not make your voice heard on high. Verse five, is this the sort of fast I want a day when a person mortifies himself? Is the object to hang your head like a reed and spread sackcloth and ashes under yourself? Is that what you call a fast, a day that pleases Adonai? Verse six, here's the sort of fast I want. Releasing those unjustly bound untying the thongs of the yoke, letting the oppressed go free, breaking every yoke, sharing your food with the hungry, taking the homeless poor into your house, clothing the naked when you see them, fulfilling your duty even to your own family, your kinsmen. When you do this, then your light will burst forth like the morning. Your new skin will quickly grow over your wound. Isn't that a great verse. Thank you, Brian Stone, for bringing that verse to my attention this morning. It's, a, it's an interesting rendering. Most of the English translations say you'll, your healing will quickly come or you'll recover. And that's a fair translation, but it misses one of the more interesting words in the Hebrew that's hard to translate because it talks about something growing quickly. Well, what is it that grows quickly? It's the skin that grows over the wound. And it's talking about having open sores and wounds that get healed. Isn't that wonderful? Your light will burst forth like the morning. Your new skin will quickly grow over your wound. Your righteousness will precede you. And Adonai's glory will follow you. Then you will call. And not and I will answer, you will cry and he will say, he nani, here I am. If you will remove the yoke from among you, stop false accusation and slander. Generously offer food to the hungry and meet the needs of the person in trouble. Then your light will rise in the darkness and your gloom become like noon. How many have had any kind of gloomy hard year? In this past year, you've had difficulties that, that have put a cloud over you sometimes. There's a word here for you. 
And the word is your gloom will become like the noon. Instead of being dark and gloomy, the sun's going to shine upon you. It's going to be bright. Verse 11, Adonai will always guide you. He will satisfy your needs in the desert. He will renew the strength in your limbs so that you will be like a watered garden, like a spring whose water never fails. You will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise foundations from ages past, and you will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets to live in. If you hold back your foot on Shabbat from pursuing your own interests on my holy day, if you call Shabbat Oneg, a delight, Adonai's holy day worth honoring, then honor it by not doing your usual things or pursuing your interests or speaking about them. If you do, you can find delight in Adonai, and I will make you ride on the heights of the land, and I will feed you with the heritage of your ancestor, Yaakov, Jacob. For the mouth of Adonai has spoken. It's not enough to go through the motions. It's not enough to follow religious traditions simply because they are traditions. In fact, the Lord is saying you can fast on Yom Kippur and it will have no useful effect other than just making you hungry or thirsty. That's it but it will not change you, nor will it get the Lord's attention. The Lord's looking for people who are fasting because they're humbling themselves before God, not because they're going through the motions. One of the things that we know from experience is that religious people can turn other people off from God. How many have known how that works? that very religious people can actually cause people who aren't religious to not want to get close to God. What is the main reason why that happens? It's because of the hypocrisy of the religious person. When, when people say one thing, but they do another, then other people notice. If you understand that, then you can understand what God is saying. He's saying this, you can keep all the laws about fasting, but if your heart's not right, then even the Lord gets turned off. So it turns out it's not just secular people who get turned off by this. The Lord says, I'm I'm turned off. I'm turned off when you fast, but your heart is close to me. It won't help you. Now, the Lord doesn't just push people away. He doesn't just reject people. He tells them how to fix what needs to be fixed. And he shows them sincerely and simply what they can do. And and in Isaiah 58, one of the words is this. Stop looking for your own gain. Help other people in trouble. Do it sincerely, and when you do that, you'll discover something. The God who you're serving will also help you get out of your trouble. But if you're just angry with God, 
And all you have are complaints against God, and yet you want to do religious traditions. God's saying, hey, I'm not going to fix anything. Fix your heart first. How do you fix your heart? It's pretty simple, but it's really hard. You, you fix your heart by humbling yourself before God, confessing your sin, and that's why even though a lot of religious groups talk about sin all the time, the Jews really focus you know, once a year in the strongest of ways as a people, and we say, this is the time when we're, when we're dealing with it. But we must not only talk about our sin, we must not only confess our sin, we must confess it to God. We must talk to God about it, and we must make some things right with him for this to work. So when, when we come on Yom Kippur, no matter how mature you are or immature, how old or young, how long you've been a believer, or whether even you're not a believer, if you're here and you're hearing these words, it's because the Lord wants your heart. He wants your life. He doesn't want you to keep distance from him because other people are hypocrites. Because if you say you believe in God, but you keep your distance from him, you're a hypocrite. And he doesn't want anyone to be a hypocrite. A hypocrite in the Greek means someone who puts a mask on and is acting out something that they really are not. So the Lord's not looking for us to bring a masked persona to him. We're supposed to unmask ourselves before him. And if we don't do it, he'll do it. He'll take away the masks. Have you ever tried to fake God out? It doesn't work. We've all tried. And in the end, we've discovered that God knows the truth, and the truth will set us free. So at Yom Kippur, we stop trying to fake the Lord out. And we humble ourselves before him, and we let him deal with us. Not afraid, not begging him, as if he's uncertain about his own attitude towards us, but knowing that he wants us to live and experience life as his beloved children. He wants that from us. That's why he gives the Holy Spirit to us, so that we can cry out, Abba, Father. That's why he gives the gift of repentance that leads to life, because he wants us to have life. So I want to encourage you, use this time, use it well, Use the fast well and fast. And I can tell you fasting goes slowly because it's not only through the night, it's in the morning. It's not only in the morning, it's in the afternoon. It's not only in the afternoon, it's until the end. But when you fast and your heart is towards the Lord, it'll be easier. So I say to you, Tsumkal, may you have an easy fast because your hearts are right with God and you're seeking him with all of your hearts. When you do this, you become useful to the Lord to restore the things that are broken in this world, the people that are broken, and you become repairer of broken things, restorer of streets with dwellings. Before we continue with our the rest of our service as we draw near to the conclusion. Would you join me in praying for 
the people who have been suffering because of the hurricanes, the people of Puerto Rico, especially those in the islands. Many people lost stuff here, but the suffering that's going on right now in Puerto Rico with the outages and the, um, the loss of power, the loss of water, the loss of food, and so forth, it's, it's quite severe. So join me in praying, would you? Lord, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Puerto Rico, in, in the islands, and we pray, Lord, we pray for them, that you would sustain them during this time. We pray for the aid that they need, the help that they need, for the restoration of power. We pray for goodwill among them, that they might have hearts of servants one for another. And that even in the time of their difficulty, that you would bring the best out from the people of this great land. We pray for all the islands that have been devastated, where people are suffering in great ways, and we pray for mercy for them and help for them. And let it be that on Yom Kippur, you heard their cries and you turned to them with mercy. We pray this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. One more thing. One of the most important decisions you could ever make is the decision to follow the Lord, to put your trust in Him. And one of the most important aspects of that is to know that you've done it. When I first became a believer, I wasn't even sure I'd done it. But I started having this dawning realization that I'm trusting the Lord, that I'm beginning to live for him and I'm beginning to walk for him. And I remember I was, I was, um, I was with a group of people that included some folks that lived on, in the mountains around the area where I grew up, Roanoke, Virginia, Bent Mountain, and one woman came up to me and she said, I heard you became a believer. And at that moment I thought, it's true. <laughs> and so I said to her, yes, I, I did, I am. And I think that was the first moment where I said to another person, I am a believer in Yeshua now. I'm telling you this because you can't keep it to yourself. You shouldn't, and if you try, it's not a good thing. It's better to tell at least one person, I've turned to the Lord. I've, I'm, I'm all in. Count on me from this point on. I'm counting on the Lord. I am going to serve the Lord. I'm going to walk with him. Tell someone. If you've started following the Lord and nobody knows for sure, they're sort of wondering, remove the doubt. And tonight would be a good night. Tell someone. Don't go home tonight without telling someone that you have decided to follow the Lord. If you haven't told anybody, tonight's the night for you to tell somebody. And if you're on the edge, young poor is a great time to get off the edge. Get off the fence. Don't straddle the fence. Be single-minded and say to the Lord, I believe in you, I trust you, and I want to follow you. Let this be a time of decisiveness and single-mindedness, and I can tell you this, it'll be the best decision you ever made. And it will pay off every day of your life because you'll have new life.
Lord, I pray for all those who are at that moment of recognition and at that moment of decision that they would be single-minded and single-hearted and that their yes would be yes and that they would say, for sure, I believe in you. I'm trusting in you. I know Yeshua is Adonai. He's Messiah and Lord. He's my Savior and my Redeemer. He died for me. He rose from the dead. He paid for my sins and took all the punishment that I deserved so that I would get all the mercy I don't deserve. And I believe in you. Lord, let it be that every mouth confesses Yeshua is Adonai. Amen. We're going to move towards the close of our service with Avinu Malkena. Would you please rise? Vishmarecha, Yera Adonai, Panavelecha Vikonecha, Yisa Adonai, Panavelecha, Vayasem Lecha Shalom. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep watch over you and protect you. The Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen.